0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, October 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Georgia cotton hammered by Michael. Farm bill discord. DOJ's environmental chief gets set it okay. And what's in the name? Cotton and pecans hit hard by Michael. Farmers in Georgia and Florida are still trying to assess the damage left behind by Hurricane Michael this week. But officials say it's already clear that the storm devastated Georgia's cotton crop, typically the nation's second largest. USDA had estimated that Georgia growers would produce 2.9 million bales this year, but second to Texas, 6.7 million. However, only 15% of Georgia's crop had been harvested when Michael tore through the heart of the state's cotton belt. Richie Seaton of the Georgia Cotton Commission tells AgriPulse about Twenty percent of the crop was planted late and wasn't ready to harvest yet, so some of that cotton might still be okay. But he said the rest of the crop took a direct hit just as it was most vulnerable. Michael's going to cost the state of Georgia billions of dollars in agriculture losses, according to Seton. USDA had projected Georgia's average yield at 980 pounds an acre or just over two bales per acre but some farmers in the path of the storm were expecting yields of 1,500 pounds per acre. Pecans and vegetables were struck, too. The state's pecan orchards, which had already been damaged heavily by Hurricane Irma last year, were also hit again by Michael, according to officials. About 5% of the state's pecans, 30% of fall vegetables, and 50% of peanuts were unharvested before the storm hit, That according to the State Agriculture Department. The executive director of the Georgia Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association, Charles Hall, said, we're trying to get assessments, but for those right in the path of the storm, it doesn't look good at all. In Florida, an estimated 3 million acres of timber were affected by the storm, and some poultry, dairy, and aquaculture operations also were damaged, as well as tomato crops, according to the State Agriculture Department there. House Ag member calls out Senate negotiators. In a sign that the Farm Bill talks are still a long way from wrapping up, a senior member of the House Agriculture Committee issued a new blast yesterday at Senate Democrats. By allowing the Farm Bill to expire, Senate Democrats have shown that they are more concerned about politics than policies while farm families around the nation continue to face difficult financial times. That Representative Glenn Thompson, a Republican of Pennsylvania. He went on, My friends on the other side of the aisle need to stop stalling and negotiate in good faith and reach a compromise. Thompson's statement comes as a source close to the negotiations tells Agripulse that House GOP aides walked out of a staff negotiating session this week, a clear sign that the talks are still tense. The lead Senate Democratic negotiator, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, said in an AgriPulse open mic interview that House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas was trying to help cotton growers to the detriment of Midwestern farmers, a reference to a dispute over the commodity title. Other provisions in the House passed bill also remain in dispute, including the conservation title, which would eliminate the conservation stewardship program to fund other priorities. Groups opposed to the House bill have scheduled a news conference on Monday to increase the pressure on the negotiators. The groups include the Food Research and Action Center, which doesn't like the tighter work requirements for food stamp recipients, and the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, a leading advocate for CSP. Some environmental groups also will be taking part. Now keep in mind... The Senate wrapped up its pre-election work last night, so neither chamber will be in session until after the November 6 midterms. Industry leader gets key DOJ post. Jeffrey Bossett-Clark has finally been confirmed as the top environmental lawyer at the Justice Department, winning confirmation from the Senate 52-45 to yesterday. Clark was nominated as Assistant Attorney General for the Environment and Natural Resources Division, or ENRD, more than a year ago. But his name had to be resubmitted when the Senate did not act on his nomination last year. Lawyers in the division are responsible for litigating violations of civil and criminal pollution laws. Attorney General Jeff Sessions praised Clark as, quote, "...one of the leading environmental litigators in the U.S. who has worked on many of the most significant environmental and natural resource cases of the past two decades." Clark comes on the job from the law firm of Kirkland and Ellis, where he went after serving from 2001 to 2005 as Deputy Assistant Attorney General for the ENRD. Democrats and environmental groups say that Clark is a climate change skeptic and they criticized him for representing BP exploration after the Deepwater Horizon spill. Survey sheds light on non dairy milk consumers. Nearly 4 out of 10 consumers, or 38%, are now buying plant-based alternatives to dairy products. That according to a survey by the International Food Information Council Foundation. The survey, which comes as the FDA is considering whether to bar plant-based beverages from being labeled as milk, found that three-quarters of consumers know that plant-based products labeled as milk don't actually contain cow's milk. Consumers were also asked about their purchases in the previous three months. Some 45% had bought 2% milk, while 38% had purchased whole milk. By comparison, 30% had bought almond milk, while 16% had purchased soy milk. The group's most likely to buy non-dairy alternatives included consumers in the western U.S., about 45%. Consumers under 45 years old, that's 43% people of color, 48%, compared to 32% of white people, and college-educated consumers, 44%, compared to 30% of non-college graduates. Here's today's He Said It. Can't tell the difference between what I've picked and what I have it. That Georgia legislator and farmer Clay Perkle on the hurricane damage to his cotton crop, which he had expected to yield an outstanding three bales per acre. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, October 12th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.